OCR Radio. Today we have Elia. Elia was my teammate on the NBC Spartan Ultimate Team Challenge. So we wanted to invite her on today to talk about what it was like behind the scenes a little bit. Elia, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited. Yeah. So first, let's give the audience a little background into how you even got started in Spartan racing. Yeah. So I owned a retail shop and I was a retail monkey for about 12 years. Mm -hmm. And I was also really into kiteboarding as well. And got to this point where I just really, really needed to take a break. In fact, I got burnt out. So I said, it's time to try a new sport. We had a friend who was really into them, and we checked it out, and I thought, this looks like so much fun. So let's take a little step back. How did you grow up? (laughs) (laughs) We're laughing because Stephanie and I, it appears, grew up rather similar. So I grew up in the mountains of North Carolina and was definitely a tomboy. I didn't really have a TV. We always lived like in the middle of nowhere. So the way I entertained myself was to be outside. So I used to hunt for unicorns in the woods and build tree forts and tree houses and mudslides. And I would always come home with some kind of scratch or bruise or ripped clothes or mud in my hair. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Because that's how I grew up, too. (laughs) Nature kids. Yep. (laughs) Running down creek beds. I am so good at that. Yes. Crawfish. (laughs) I love them. Yeah. (laughs) We could proudly survive if we were put out there. Yeah. Which is what I thought we were going to have to do. (laughs) When, When we got to Atlanta to film this NBC show, you don't know how relieved I was to actually pull up to a hotel. Yes, absolutely. Did you think we were going to be like sleeping out in the woods or something? I was a little curious about that. Yeah, especially after reading the Spartan Up book. So So true. So I have to tell the audience a little bit about how we actually met. Um, I had moved back to Charleston in 2013, and I thought I wanted to get into kiteboarding. So, you know, luck would have it that I met some random person girl downtown and she said she was into kiteboarding and I was like oh I wanted to get into that so she said hey um there's this really cool chick she owns a kiteboarding shop and she runs a women's kiteboarding group you should check it out so we did immediately but then I didn't make the investment in the gear it's a couple grand so um but you know I had I'd gone to that shop and so fast forward a couple years Um, I work a lot with Oblique Magazine, which is the local fitness publication here in Charleston. And the publisher, as soon as I started doing these races, he kept saying, hey, do you know Adam and Elia? They do these races too. So like every month when I would see him, hey, have you talked to Adam and Elia? And I was, you know, it just, I just hadn't gotten around to it yet. And then when the casting call came out for the Spartan show, I was like, well, I need another female. Why don't I check out this Elia chick? (laughs) And it turns out that she was the cool girl behind the counter (laughs) of the kiteboarding group. So we were reconnected. So I think that's pretty cool because it's just so random because everybody kept saying, do you know Elia? And I was like, I have got to meet her. Well, I already did. Yep. Felt like (laughs) destiny indeed. Right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about some of the behind the scenes stuff that you would never know, even if you watched the entire show. One of those things was 
injuries. Let's talk about some injuries. We'll start with you. What was going on with you? Well, I had been training pretty well, I thought, all year long. And it was just fascinating that as soon as we got the call to be accepted as contestants on this show, my tendonitis kicked up like crazy. I was having tendonitis in my elbows and in my IT band. I started going to see a functional medicine doctor and getting dry needling and taking supplements and rolling on the foam rollers for 24 hours a day. I yeah. was, I kind of fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And by the time you got to the race, though... By the time I got to the race, I was in good working order. I was feeling good. I was ready to go. Uh, In some ways, I guess, the tendonitis was a good thing because I didn't uh, have the opportunity to overtrain. So I was well rested when the race came around. Yeah. Um, And so for me, I just uh, about two or three weeks prior to, I guess it was four weeks prior to the the show, I, we raced at the, uh, the Carolina Beast, and we did the Beast on Saturday and raced it, and I had gotten some sand and, and rocks and stuff stuck in my sock, and I felt it was pushing on the back of my heel pretty good, but I was like, whatever, and so then we raced the Beast the second day, and it kind of couldn't really wear my shoes, <laughs> so I kind of, <laughs> I actually finished the last two miles with no shoe, it was just in my hand, because that felt a lot better than wearing it well it turned out that I had a very deep bone bruise on my Achilles and so like I couldn't wear any shoes so here I am winter wearing flip-flops and I was getting dry needling on it same chiropractor she's amazing Dr. Jody Kennedy (laughs) Um, so getting some dry needling done and um, really just she said if you don't stay off of this you're gonna rupture it and your calf is gonna roll up into your knee and I was like no way (laughs) <laughs> I'm staying off of it. So as of the race day, um, you know, my I still hadn't been wearing shoes, so obviously I hadn't really been training. And um, yeah, so I was really nervous about that. Um, crazy what adrenaline does to you. But yeah, I was close to being healed, totally re-injured it, but whatever. I made it through, right? So then we have Adam. What did Adam do the week of the race? Oh, Adam. (laughs) So Adam was so dedicated to his training. He was running like crazy. He was doing hot yoga and he was super strict on his diet and he was ready to go. He was Superman. And he went out for basically his last run before the race and slipped on a rock and twisted his ankle. He came back so upset and so sad. His ankle swelled up. It was huge. It was absolutely huge. We were both freaking out. Turned out it was okay, but it was definitely a lot of inflammation. And we said, oh, my God. We don't know if we should tell Stephanie and Stephen about this. They'll be so worried and sad and upset. So we thought, let's just keep it to ourselves for now. We want to keep the team morale high. Meanwhile, I'm trying not to limp. (laughs) Don't limp, Stephanie. Don't limp. I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) So then we get to Stephen, right? And so our elite athlete that we were um, paired up with is Orla Walsh. She is amazing, great story, um, just an all-around great athlete and person. 
And just we were doing some team building stuff in the days prior to the race because we had a few things we had to do, um, photos and things like that. So we're outside playing around the parking lot, throwing some spears, doing some group push-ups. And we thought it'd be really funny if Steven could squat our elite. So he throws Orla over his shoulder. I turn on the camera. We start videoing this squatting our elite. And he puts her down. And later on the night, he goes, I think I hurt my groin. (laughs) So now he's so worried that when we race for TV, his groin's just not going to be able to hold up. And all that came from squatting our elite in the parking lot for team building. So we were kind of a mess. We were a mess. We were all a bit of a mess pretending like we weren't. Right, right. (laughs) Oh, man. So we're going to take just a really quick break. Hey, we're new. We could use a review. Click the ratings and review button and leave us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. And welcome back to OCR Radio. So. Back to us being a mess, but we didn't look like we were a mess. We looked the part, right? That's what Absolutely. matters. It's the appearance. So I want to talk about that just a little bit, this looking the part. So as far as what we were going to wear, we didn't really know. We found out about 10 or 12 days before we raced. Um, you know, I'd asked, like, what are we going to wear? Should we get some, like, team uniform kind of stuff? And um, so we get the phone call, and they go, so we're going to provide the girls with sports bras. And I was like, cool. Oh, oh, wait, you want me to wear the sports bra? Like just the sports bra. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay. So like sports bra and like black pants. Oh, no, no, no. We have some, we have some spandex shorts for you. Oh, okay. So just to give you a little background, I always wear clothes. I've never raced in just a sports bra. I never race in shorts. And now you're going to wear a sports bra and shorts. Yep. Yep. Oh, and it's December. Yeah, that's small, minor detail. <laughs> oh, man. So so what did you think of the weather while we were there? Well, I have to say it could have been worse. True. It could have been worse. But it was cold, to say the least. Especially when you're in hot shorts and a sports bra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not very much clothes. These courses may or may not have some water involved. Yes. How was that water? It was freezing. (laughs) There is nothing like having your heart rate shooting through the roof and jumping into freezing cold water. Freezing. Yeah. Freezing. It feels like about 80 pounds of weight on your chest. Yeah. Did you feel like you, like, inhaled water when your head went under? Yes. (laughs) I did, too. I did too. And I was like, don't do that again, Stephanie. (laughs) And then I had to do it again. Yeah. Yeah, My sound pack fell off at some point and uh, that was an interesting adventure trying to stuff it back into my sports bra. Yeah. In the front this time, not the back. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, they did such a good job of putting these obstacles together. I felt like it was... um, the course designers were just amazing, weren't they? Yes, yeah. it was. Uh, I was so excited just going through it and being able to run it. And oh, it was so much fun. 
Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it was just cool to be able to connect with everybody in that same location because a lot of times when you show up to these races, everybody's like either staying with friends or different hotels. Um, This was cool because you saw everybody in the lobby and people got together and people you knew on social media, like you actually met in person. Yes, we were in the company of some amazing athletes. I will say, okay, so so we had a team, like we had the orientation meeting the night before we ran the course. And we thought there would be like other normal people like us. And we get there, we all look around and we're like, oh my God, these are like superstars. Yeah, these teams are stacked. <laughs> but we yeah. looked the part. <laughs> yes, we looked the part. Thanks to Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. Oh, no, no, you totally had it going on. <laughs> We had some blonde, we had some brunette. <laughs> yes, yes. Some of that fitness competition, uh, some of Stephanie's tips for making us look good on TV really paid off. Oh, man. That was funny. Yeah, I brought um, I brought that fitness competition stuff, like the tanning. Yeah. That tanning stuff, man, those skills go a long way. They do. Oh, my God. I mean, we had to be tan. We were representing Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> right? <laughs> Where it's always sunny. Yeah. <laughs> So let's talk about that real quick. So we are in what is called the low country. If you look up our elevation, it is three meters or 10 feet. (laughs) Um, So let's talk a little bit about training. Like, how do you train for some of these races that involve maybe hills? Yeah, the uh, the hill thing is always a head scratcher, especially when you're here in Charleston and... uh, as you'll see, our highest elevation is the Ravenel Bridge. <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. just one bridge. You yeah. can run up it and down it and up it and down it. Yeah. Repeat. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you really just have to, you have to just lean into the, uh, the exercises that you can do here and know that when you show up to the race, the adrenaline will take care of the rest. That's such a good point. Yeah, yeah. So I want to shift gears just a little bit. And let's talk about what you do for a profession. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think it's really cool. I think listeners will find this really interesting. So what is it that you do? So I started a company called Move Think Smile, where I really focus on coaching athletes and entrepreneurs. Uh, I really love working with high-level go-getters. I sense that uh, I see them in myself and in my own experience. And I just absolutely love the creativity that entrepreneurship brings to people's lives. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I think that um, there are a lot of parallels that can be drawn between sport and entrepreneurship. Absolutely. A lot of the patience, practice, dedication that goes into learning a new sport or training for a sport is the exact same mindset and dedication you have to have to become an entrepreneur. Yeah. And as I'm learning from talking to you more, the rest period in entrepreneurship is the same as fitness. (laughs) Yes. Required. It's mandatory. You get stronger when you rest. Absolutely, which seems like a paradox, but really life is about paradoxes and it's finding that uh, space in between where, again, yeah, the more you rest, the stronger you get, especially for us workaholic types. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) 
<laughs> totally no. Yeah. That's cool. So what else did you think about about the race? I mean, I really wanted this episode. We can talk about some cool stuff. And I mean, I just think it was the most amazing experience I've had. Yeah, you know, when I think about it, to have come from, you know, a place of I was I was really in a tough spot about a year ago. I was burnt out. I was physically ill from the burnt out. I had uh, closed, you know, stopped a, a company that I had. I was in the transition of starting a new company. And to see that within that year's period, I was standing there as a contestant on a obstacle course racing show with some of the most elite athletes we've seen in this sports section, I was just floored. And I thought, this is amazing. This is amazing that I got this opportunity to be here. That is so cool. Yeah. Because, yeah, we just, we didn't know we would get picked. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't know. And you're right. Um, So just a little bit more about burnout, because I think that, you know, the listener may go, oh, yeah, I'm burned out too. But, I mean, Ellie was, like, burned out. Like, physically, you weren't able to do pretty much anything except for walk, right? Yeah, it was, uh, I was struck with nausea, dizziness. I had uh, trembling and tremors, and I wasn't eating, so I was losing weight really, really rapidly. And so walking was about the only thing that I could do, and even that was often tough, depending on if it was a very if it was a particularly dizzy day or not. Mm. But what I noticed was as I started to get better, I just kept walking because I knew that was the one thing that I could do. And I kept walking, 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 and I would walk for miles. I would listen to podcasts. I would listen to music and just lose myself in nature. And pretty soon as things started to sort themselves out, I began to get the urge to run. And it's funny because I used to run cross country in high school and I said to myself, I'm never going to be a runner again. Running is so <laughs> boring. <laughs> <laughs> Done with the run. Yeah, but so then much. I just wanted to run. And, you know, with OCR, you get to run on these trails and it's exciting. You're not on the concrete. You're, you know, jumping over rocks and roots and you're in nature. And I realized I wanted to run. And so when I had the strength, I started running. That's awesome. That's really awesome. So if a listener's listening to this and they go, oh, that sounds like me, what is one tip that you would give somebody who wants to get into OCR? What's like the one thing that you would say to them? I would say get outside. That's awesome. It's as simple as that, isn't it's it? It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Even if you can't walk, let's say, sit outside. For five minutes. Yeah. That's awesome. Start somewhere. Yeah. I love that. I love that because I, I hear all the time people say, and this is why we created this show, for the beginner in mind, um, we hear people go, oh, I could never do that. And, but you actually can. Like these races are awesome because they're so primal. They're so what we used to do for thousands of years until like a hundred years ago. Yes. <laughs> this is what we're meant to do. It makes you feel alive it invigorates you. It'll help you shake off that stress. And you really get to start from 
just being able to walk. You could walk the whole course. <laughs> Absolutely. I am always so impressed and inspired by the different levels of fitness that I see in these OCR races. And I see people that maybe on first look, I would think could never be able to complete an OCR and they are doing it. They're yeah. absolutely doing it. And I love the fact that there is dirt in OCR because I think it helps us get to the dirt of who we are when we're out there on the course. Yeah, that's a great point because I feel like so much of our lives are sterilized and they make us think that everything needs to be perfect. And with that perfection running around in our heads, then all of a sudden we have judgments about the judgments about the judgments. We're stuck in a cycle. It's just you can get unstuck by getting stuck, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that you said that. I love that you said that you had to get stuck in the mud to get unstuck in your life. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thanks so much for this time. Um, go ahead and tell the listener how they can contact you. Yeah, so check me out at movethinksmile.com. And also I'm on Facebook as well. And we'll be posting lots of fun behind the scenes photos on our Facebook page, which is also Move Think Smile. Awesome. Thanks, Elia. Thank you. Do you have a show guest you'd like to hear from? Maybe you would like to be interviewed. Email us, podcast at ocrradio.com.